Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 72 is entitled, Part 2, The Second Beast. In Chapter 13 of Revelation, John mentions two beasts. Many have attempted to identify the beast. It is not my purpose to determine what John saw or what he specifically referred to. My purpose is to use my literary license to employ the beast metaphorically, as I would any other literary allusion regardless of the source, to illustrate what is happening to our world today. In podcast 69, we discussed the first beast. In this podcast, we shall discuss the second beast. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. The first beast came up out of the sea, suggesting it had power over the seas. When the first beast stepped on the land, it appeared as a man. The prophet Daniel saw the same beast 600 years before. Daniel 7. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. The second beast envisioned by John came up out of the earth, suggesting he had power over the land. The first beast had seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. The second beast had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. The first beast was compared to a leopard, a bear, and a lion, both by John and by Daniel. The first beast is a predator. The lion, the bear, and the leopard rule the jungle. They pray, they are not preyed upon. The second beast, however, appears as a lamb with only two horns. He appears harmless, vulnerable, the least of the animals. Lambs are not sly like a fox or swift as a deer. Lambs are helpless, yet the second beast is more cunning than the first beast. He has the power of the first beast, meaning they do what he tells them to do. It suggests that three very powerful nations are under his single command. The lamb-like image is a false image. People are naturally on guard if stalked by a lion, a bear, or a leopard. No one is afraid of a lamb. It is a Christ-like image, meaning the second beast is a false Christ. The lamb's alliance with the leopard and bear and lion is kept a secret. The image of the lamb is doubly deceitful because some sheep have horns and can fight, but a lamb has no defense. One is reminded of the words of the Savior. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Christ went to great lengths to teach us how to identify a false prophet. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. 
Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. The cunning of the second beast has no boundaries. Notice how the second beast actually has power over the first beast. The image appears very strange that a lion, a leopard, and a bear would take orders from a lamb until it begins to unravel before our eyes. A lamb represents an ideology, a one-world government, a single banking system, a new world order, a godly society. The lamb could be a single individual or a small group of individuals sharing a single ideology that uses the power of a bear, a lion, or a leopard. In other words, the bear, the lion, and the leopard refer to independent nations with tremendous armies. They wield the power, but they follow the deceitful lamb, meaning they adhere to the ideology of the lamb. We see that clearly in our world today. The world keeps the language of freedom, but is turning away from God and the teachings of the Bible. The world is seeking a one-world government, a single banking system, and a new world order, then they are willing to combine their armies to impose their will upon others. I do not know what John specifically had in mind. History tells us that the scene has been reenacted over and over. We have seen the rise and fall of many nations and many world conquerors. The warning to us is that it is repeating itself in the world today to a frightening level. At this moment, Russia, colluding with China and the Middle East, is at war with Ukraine, which is dragging Europe and the United States into a potential world war, the most frightening war ever imagined because nuclear power is involved. The offended nations create a separate peace, allowing the individual expansion without interference until they have complete power. Eventually, when their individual goals are met, they will turn against each other and the entire world will be in commotion. In Revelations 8, John describes such a war. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the mist of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. The image of war continues. In Revelations 9 we are told, And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were likened to horses prepared into battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon. 
but in the Greek tongue hath the name Apollyon. These are all governed by the Lamb with two horns. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. It is the greatest battle ever fought in the history of the world. Never has an army been so big. Also in Revelation 9, And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and jacinth, and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth, and in their tails, for their tails were likened to serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, and idols of gold, and silver, and brass, and stone, and of wood, which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Using his cunning, the lamb is able to persuade the people to worship the first beast. Remember, the first beast was killed, but miraculously came back to life. That is apparently what gives the second beast his power, for he persuades the people to worship the first beast. In other words, the beast who appears as a lamb uses the deadly force of the first beast. Remember also that the first beast had a vast army of 20 million soldiers. John is speaking of a new world order, a one world order with a cunning tyrant speaking soft words but using deadly force. The first beast instills fear. They worship the first beast out of fear, not love. They are caught in the cunning of the second beast and thus put all of their defenses down. The second beast employs another cunning device. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. These are still warlike images, but the second beast is as cunning as the first beast is powerful. The second beast, the lamb with two horns, convinces the world his ideology is best. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. The images of a false Christ are transparent. He promises freedom while taking away liberty. He promises security while taking away self-reliance. He promises sanctuary while taking away peace. It appears that without the unifying ideology of the lamb with two horns, the nations representing the lion, the bear, and the leopard were not able to conquer the world. The first beast obviously had rattled its swords but failed. However, the lamb with two horns gives new life into the image of the first beast by unifying them behind a single ideology, which, as I mentioned, is a one-world government, a new world order, a world without God, a world much like the world we see evolving today where the primary concerns are climate change, global warming, open borders, moral relativism, atheism, gender confusion, chaos, disorder, hate, tribalism, drugs, lawlessness, godlessness, a world without families, without restrictions, without conscience, without standards, without rules of conduct, without moral restraints, without religion, and without absolutes.
The enemies will be God, moral law, moral absolutes, prisons, conscience, order, work, personal responsibility, families, police, self-reliance, individual social structures, traditions, books, free speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, freedom of thought, freedom of opinions, freedom of religion, freedom of beliefs, freedom of conscience, and love. Everything will be defined by the state and dictated by the state. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. By giving the first beast a voice means that everything that is said will be dictated by the lamb with two horns. There will be one voice, one God, the second beast, one conscience, one belief, one mind, one heart, and one love. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Everything will be governed by the state. The state will control what you think, what you feel, what you do, what you say, what you write. Only those who carry the mark of the beast will have any freedom. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, and the name of the beast, or the number of his name. In other words, there will be one banking system, one currency, one standard. Without the mark of the beast, you cannot own a business, you cannot have possessions, you cannot grow wealthy, you cannot have any freedom or privileges or power. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Traditionally, the mark of the beast, which is six, 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 is the mark of Satan. Satan, as always, will be invisible. This is a godless world that does not believe either in God or Satan. The beast will be a man, and he will require you to worship him. He will be under the power of Satan, but he won't know that because he does not recognize any master larger than himself. He will be the only God you can worship. His conscience will be your conscience, his opinions your opinions, his desires your desires, his will your will. It will be the only true totalitarian state ever invented by man. As John said, and caused that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.